0: Girl on Purpose Radio, episode number 36. Welcome back to another episode of Girl on Purpose Radio. My name is Vivian Tenario. I am the former CEO of Signature Flan, turned radio and TV host. And each and every weekday, you are given the opportunity to join me and my amazing guest as we share our spirited stories of our successes, our failures, as well as incredible tips and insights for starting a business and finding fulfillment. We are definitely opening up our playbooks and paving the way for you to take our lead. Thank you for spending this time with me. Now let's get started. Hello, hello, my beautiful people. I hope that you're having a fabulous day. On today's show, I am interviewing Ruben Canada. Now he is the founder and creator of Jinja. It is a ginger, and a lemon, and cayenne pepper, and I know I'm missing, a mint drink. It is a really cool drink, and it looks super sexy. You guys have to try it, but Ruben tells us all about it. Ruben and I could have gone on and on. He is a great storyteller, and he really shares his experience with creating the product and putting it out on the market and now growing the product Ruben has also won a Gold Sophie for his ginger drink which is huge in the specialty food world so congratulations for that and in the last couple of weeks he's actually been nominated again for his second drink so congratulations I wish you all the best And I cannot wait to see if you will bring home a gold trophy again for your new drink. So congratulations. Uh, You guys are going to love Ruben and love this interview. So here you go. Enjoy.
1: Welcome back, beautiful people, to another episode of Girl on Purpose. Today, I have Ruben Canada on the phone with us. So, we're going to hear his story, hear about his amazing product, and get some tips on how to launch our own businesses. So, welcome to the show, Ruben.
2: Hey, thanks a lot, Vivian. Thank you so much for having me. Been looking forward to this all
1: month. Yeah, I know. We've been trying to connect, it hasn't worked out, but here we are.
2: Here we are. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You have been a very uh, popular man these days. So, let's start. <laughs> let's start with the story. So, share with the listeners who you are, um, how you came up with your product and bring us through today if you can.
2: Yeah, I, thank you so much. I um my name is Ruben Canada. I am the creator of Ginja. That is my that's my claim to fame and what um what what has my picture in the places it's being seen these days, and I was a patent attorney when I um, when I came up with Ginger. It was um, it was one of those inspired moments. Like um, every I think everybody has those bright ideas, and they get excited about them. And when you get an idea that you get excited enough about, you do something about it. And what I find, or what I found, is that like um, that happened a couple of times in my life, and I would eventually, um, you know realized that I'd have to put a lot of effort into it to get it to the next step. And we would usually walk away, you know, and have a safety net sort of issue, like I got to keep my job and wasn't really ready to take that sort of risk. So that was one of those moments. And it just happened to be I wanted to make um, a drink, I wanted to make a drink that was going to be the end all be all um, of the conversation as far as like, what is a good drink, you know, like, this is going to be the one that stays on the list of everybody who tastes it and you know in the conversation and i love the spiciness of ginger but i just needed to balance the flavor of it with um with something that would cut some of that um those aromatics so i started to blend and mix um lemon and mint and then eventually green tea and cayenne pepper and i came up with ginger and i loved it i, I just it was my little secret for about a month and i would just drink it cold in the summertime in philadelphia Back in two thousand nine we had a terribly hot summer. And then my friends found it and they would come over to my house and they would drink up all my ginger and it you know, it wasn't something that you could make in like twenty minutes. It took about four hours from the time that you started to the time that it was actually cold. You know, almost like um some sort of a brewed lemonade. But it was um, you know, it was a lot of ginger in there. It was almost a pound of ginger for every gallon. So, you know, I mean, I was an attorney and you know, most of my friends were attorneys and what attorneys do is they all sit around and they get excited about ideas, and then they go back to work. But I just saw being an attorney as another job at a desk because I've had different desk jobs. I was an engineer. I was a um, management consultant. Um, was to, I've done sales, marketing. I've done it all. And I was like, well, you know, the one thing that I haven't done is actually paid attention to the things that interest me. And this is something that I would think about all the time, even when I was at work and when I was at home. And I eventually stopped going out on the weekends and just started staying home and, you know, in a very casual way, sort of saying like, "What if?" Okay, so I need a website, and I need to find bottles, and then how would I scale it up? I didn't know that, so you know, maybe I'll look into you know how do you actually bottle something, and I just started the process of educating myself. And the internet's a wonderful tool, but um, without the inspiration and the motivation, all the education in the world isn't going to get you very far. And I was, um, I wasn't, I wasn't quite ready to admit that. I thought that ginger was special and I was going to be willing to get it, you know, a good go, you know, and what I mean by a good go is basically cash in all the chips that I've been saving up. Like, you know, a good American does and prepare for a nice easygoing retirement barring any sort of financial catastrophes like the ones that we've seen in 2001 and 2008. And um, I just, you know, would give it to people as samples and say, you know, tell me what you think of this. This is like my market research, just my sanity check, you know, like, okay, just in case I'm getting excited about this, but nobody else is. And everybody <laughs> said, yeah, because isn't that something like that's one of the, um, that's one of the early lessons I learned. Those those, right. those early painful lessons you learn as an entrepreneur that like you're so, you're totally excited about an idea. And then you learn lesson number one of being in business is, if nobody else cares, then it's not that great of an idea right right <laughs> so um what the wonderful thing about the internet is is that you can find your audience if you're smart about it and you don't you know bet the farm on something that has got your blinders on. you know you can actually figure out this is something that's special to people, and how do I find them, and the internet's a great tool for that so you know, I would give it to people, and I think I gave maybe 30 little bottles, and I had been potion bottles at the time, to different people. And everyone would say, I love it. I like it. But I don't think everybody else is going to like it because it's too spicy for them. So, you know, I mean, I'm just listening. You know, it's just kind of like, all right, um, okay, but this is – everyone thinks that they're the marketer of the year. And putting on their marketing hat, and they're going to tell me how to, like, you know, create my <laughs> own business – you know, was that, so look, but that's. I think it's a natural inclination. Like you just want to be helpful. But they were helpful. They told me that they liked it. So, the picture that was being painted by the data was, um, one, a lot of people like spicy stuff, and two, everyone has an overblown, um, overblown opinion of how big their tolerance is to spicy stuff in comparison to everybody else. It's like, oh yeah, I can take the pain, but nobody else can, and that was. That's kind of like what I was getting from these, um, you know, impromptu little um, marketing interviews. So uh, there was a store across the street from me. It's called Food and Friends on 20th and Spruce in, like, Rittenhouse Square in Philadelphia. And anybody who's ever been to Philadelphia, it's like the nicest park in the city. And um, yeah, it's was a nice little Korean grocer. And the owner actually said, he said, you know, um, you know do you want to stock this in the store? Because, you know, one of the managers loved it and gave it to him. I said, yeah. He's like, there's no drugs in here, though, right? Because it's very powerful. I was like, yeah, no, no, no drugs. (laughs) Yeah, no drugs, Jay. So he's like, look, Reuben, you know, most businesses fail, so don't get your heart broken if it doesn't work out, okay? So just this is when you get you ready, all right? I'm like, yeah, I've I've been around the block, I, I, you know, but I I knew secretly in my heart that this was special. I was like, this is all. I just need a little. I just need a little crack in the door, just get a toe in the door, just put me at one door. And he said, we're going to put you right here, Um, middle middle of the cold case. They took the vitamin water out and put ginger in there a week later and it sold 20 bottles um, in the first three days and then I put another 20 in there and it sold another 20 in four days and just kept up a pace of like 40 bottles a week. And these are four-ounce bottles for $4. And, I mean, mind you, these were pretty bottles. They were like little potion bottles with, like, cork and purple wax on top with little neck hangers. And I'm thinking, like, it's all about not only the taste of it but the appearance. And come to find out when the bottle place that I was getting my bottles from ran out of these little specialty bottles. I had to go to these really ugly, like, genie bottles that just looked like, I don't know, looked like some $5 perfume or cologne would be. It's just a terrible. <laughs> like, like like something out of one of those Aladdin sort of like um, Sinbad and the in like the um, the tales from the pirates in the ocean or whatever. And and so what I was finding, so when I finally talked to somebody who I didn't know, they were like, look, I don't care what the bottle is. If you could just make it so that I don't crash my car when I'm trying to crack open the wax, I would appreciate it. I just want to taste it, okay? So I was like, okay, so then, maybe my hang ups about, you know, it's gotta look perfect, maybe okay, maybe I can ease back on that and people are really liking the taste. And I found that like there were people in my neighborhood that I never knew that were like not only were they drinking it but they were keeping the bottles and putting flowers in it on their mantles and stuff. So that was that was cool. That was one of the um that was something that consistently I've enjoyed is meeting people and um and, and experiencing their excitement at the with the product with ginger over the past four years. So, um, you know, my friends were really encouraging and they were very excited about this. And um, I guess, you know, there's a, there's a lot of technical details as far as the stuff that you have to learn between that initial excitement and the point that I'm at now where we're nationally distributed. Um, we've got, well, actually, it would probably be international by the end of the month. But, um, you know, we won um, Outstanding Cold Beverage of the Year we were just featured on The Doctors last week, and um, things are just – I mean, it's exploding. But, um, you know, there's there's like a lot of stuff that, like, you just have to learn. And it's kind of like, you know, if I took the next 20 minutes and explained to you the nuances of what I had to learn with QuickBooks and how it evolved from me having a little program on my iPad that would spit out um, – um, an invoice because I didn't know what an invoice was, and I had to get you know email invoices to QuickBooks, you know, the one version for your computer to the online version to now we're at the enterprise version. You know, like that's just that's the natural progression of small businesses. But I think, um, what's important um, about this journey to tell people about is the personal development that, um, it's required, you know, um. John Mackey, he's the co-CEO of Whole Foods, and I saw him speak about a year ago, and he said, your personal development and your emotional intelligence is going to be the um, the thing that, the, that quality that determines how large your organization grows, and your ability to grow emotionally is going to be, that's going to, that will be it. There'll be, I mean, there are a few other things, intelligence. You know, like as far as, um, you know, your capacity for being a smart person. No, it's like your ability to work with others and to recognize who you are in a situation and, um, you know, exactly what your role is because I didn't even realize it was like um, after I got past that point of I'm doing everything myself from distributing to designing the marketing to, you know, doing a production to doing the demos then it became about how do you work with others? And yes, you are the best at it all and you want it perfect, but everybody is special and valuable. And if they care about the vision and the journey that you're on, they're going to do the very best. And now you've got to start looking at yourself like, I'm responsible for effectively communicating to these people that believe in what I'm doing and not look at them like you're not doing it perfectly as I would do it because it's not supposed to be perfectly like you're doing it. You're building a community, and everybody is special, and everybody can add their own dimension to it as long as you're effectively communicating what is the very essence and the core of this community. And this is ginger. And what does ginger stand for? And how can ginger be communicated through you? So, ginger is about making better choices every single day, which are going to lead to a better life. And until you get clear on what that essence is, it's going to be about micromanaging. And you're going to be very upset because nobody does it as well as you. And you never know what's going to come around the corner. And it's always just about worries instead of. You know, being the visionary that's required when you actually make that transition from I am uh, an army of one to I am an army of many and a leader of many. So, you know, that's – I guess I kind of like um, didn't really answer your question about the journey. <laughs> no, you but, did. You yeah, gave that's... me a
1: lot right there. You gave me a lot. So let me let me two, – two points that I want to make from what you just said. Okay. Um, The reason that I started the show was that exact point that you made about personal development. So with all the years that I've run multiple companies and all the different entrepreneurs that I have been able and lucky enough to meet and have some kind of connection with, what I discovered at the end was the missing piece is personal development. Like every, you can have the best idea, the best product, but if you don't have the right mindset to take it all the way, you're gonna stumble and you're gonna fall, and eventually it will take you down. So absolutely, a hundred percent agree with personal development and just growing as a person is just part of being an entrepreneur, hands down, no question about it. In my eyes, um, the second part that I wanted to talk about was going back to the life as a patent attorney. I mean, that could not have been easy to, to, to transition, to say, okay, I'm going for it. That, can you just kind of share with us how that, where did you find that courage? A lot of people have big dreams and a lot of people have a cushy job that, you know, they're afraid to take the leap. So how, how did you find that courage and just go for it?
2: Um, it was actually like, um, you know it's it's funny like looking back is a very different answer from like um putting myself back there at the time because at the time it was um a very romanticized um a very romanticized perspective of and it's still true to an extent and it, I mean actually it is very true i wasn't living you know i wasn't um uh, i didn't feel alive like uh, at the time i had this um i had a great office it was actually um my view from my office was um, the Schuylkill River and the Philadelphia Art Museum. So I could turn around from my computer anytime I wanted and just look out at an absolutely picturesque view, uh, winter, summer, night and day, whatever. It was just, it was wonderful. But after a little while, I realized that like my life, that adventure that I thought was my life was actually happening out there somewhere. And this, you know, I, I I loved reading adventure and fantasy and sci-fi. And it always seemed like there was this um, journey, and it wasn't always great and cushy and protected with a safety net. But you know, that's where that's where the adventure was 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 was, and I wasn't I wasn't engaging in that. And you know, I I think I was like maybe thirty-one. And I was like, there's I'll be I'll be fifty-one quickly. And when I say that, I mean because there's nothing that's going to separate anything I'm doing today than tomorrow or the next five years, or the next 10 years. It's going to be a couple of vacations, I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to get married, have some kids. But there's no, you know, it's not like, you know, what sort of catastrophes are you taking care of today that just let you know that, you know, not only are you alive, but you're up, you know, you are up for the challenge. And that's that's what I was thinking then. I was like, um, what if I don't? what if I die before I even fi- ever find out if, you know, what I was made of? Kind of like in Apocalypse Now where the guy was like, you know, do you like it hot and heavy? Because they were going down some river into the awful part of Vietnam. And the guy was like, well, you're not going to find out um, who you are working at a steel mill in Ohio. And that was oh, right. how I felt. But then um looking back and um, with some perspectives, um, I was living a lie and I've been living, Yeah, I mean, like, and it was it was so interesting because I had a boss who was a vice president at um, an insurance company. Tell me this: he said, at some point, you're gonna have to look in the mirror and get honest with yourself about who you are and what you're doing, because if you're not, if your heart's not in it, then you're just wasting time. And you know, when I'm in my 20s, it's like time. What is time? I'm young forever, right? Yep, yep. But then, yeah, you hit 30, you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, I, I told saying. I
1: was telling my friend that the other day. I'm like, you know, you you turn thirty and then you're thirty five. Like the next yeah, 30. right.
2: And then but like you know, for me it was like some like little subtle things. Like I was like, you know, if I remember, you know, if 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 I'm not mistaken, I used to be able to see a lot better, you know, and <laughs> I used to be able to hear a lot better. Like, damn, this is really happening. Like life is re- and there's no pause button. There's no pause button. There's no do overs. Nope. So if you've got it on your mind, you need to get it off your chest today because tomorrow, tomorrow you may get to tomorrow, but like it's not promised that it's going to be as good as today. So it was like, you know, you're wasting your best years and then, okay, you're retired. What is the retirement now? 65. Imagine. I mean, that's a heck of a thing to start something that new at 55 when you could have done it at 35. So I was like, I got to give it a try. But, um, you know, like I was always torn between the um the safety net of a job and um what what my heart was calling me to do, and I think it was because like I didn't really have i i don't know i mean poverty was always um like a mental issue or like you know a like like a focal point in my childhood and it was like it was almost traumatizing in that sense of like you know you're scared of the fire to the point that you're not even willing to work with it. You know, and now I'm realizing like, yeah, broke means that like, you know, you don't have any money versus riches. You got five cents more than you need. So it's a very different relationship with money, especially like when you start having a business and you realize that there's a lot more to success than, you know, a whole bunch of money in the account that makes you feel secure. You know, um, you having the, the goodwill of your vendors and the um and the excitement of your customers, that goes a lot further than um, you know, being, you know, wildly bankrolled by um by some interest because, you know, your um if your product is good in the market, you're going to be, the money is just a matter of if and well like you know, it's it like it's no longer if, it's just when and how. And that's um that's a very different experience from um me having a job and thinking like you know, stack money into a 401k, and your security and your happiness is dependent upon your possessions. And you know, got what cool vacation you're gonna take? Now I'm like, it was a so-called Downington Abbey, and they had it was so funny. There was a lady on there. She was like, "What's a weekend? Because <laughs> it's like totally, <laughs> you know, a nine to five concept. It's like, what is a weekend? You know, like. I want to read a book at four o'clock in the morning. Like, oh, I go read a book, you know, cause then I get to work and then I'll go do something I feel like doing and then do some more work. And then yeah, it's just, you know, you have your passion and you can do it whenever. And I don't know. I mean, I see vacations now as a place to, um, to go recharge and step back and, you know, reconnect with my fiance. But it's not really like, Oh my gosh, we need our two weeks. It's like, no, babe, it's time for us to, you know, go take a walk in the woods for a day or two and, come back and, you know, feel better about things. But, yeah, yeah, it's just not, I don't know, like Groupon getaways just aren't really the same <laughs> after, like, having
1: <I'm> no <laughs> business, you know. <laughs> All right, so what, so you've been doing this for a minute. So what challenges are you still facing today?
2: Um, oh, I love this. The, you, the challenge that I'm facing today is, um, is being almost famous. (laughs) I'll put it like that. I love that. Okay, so let me break it down for you and how almost famous works. So the literal sense of being almost famous is what happened at the um, Winter Fancy Food Show. They got like 20 foot by 20 foot posters of me all over the place. Like if you're going up the escalator, I'm smiling at you as you're going up the escalator on the escalator. You know, like <laughs> on the on the sides of the escalator, you see me smiling with the bottle, like just laughing at you. And then there's a commercial that was running repeatedly all eight hours of the day with me on it as you're walking into the Fancy Food Show. And I walk up to the registration table because I got to come for the president's reception because, you know, they had me as a part of the theatrics. They were like, could you be a part of this? We got some lines for you. It's going to be cool. So I'm going there to, like, get my badge, and the lady's like, no, I can't find you. You're not on the list. Like, are you from Canada? Maybe one of these Canadian companies? And, like, what's so funny is, like, my poster is right behind her that, you know, for the, um, you know, I'm, I'm the poster boy the Specialty Food Association. I'm the spokesperson. And I'm, like, not going to be that guy to say, look, just turn around. Like, I'm supposed to be here. You, no, you
1: should have said, do you no. know who I am? You See, like, yeah,
2: like, that's, that, that's when... That's when, like, I call that the fame monster. That's what, like, Lady Gaga is talking about. That they kills you, kills you. Uh-huh. So she's like, she's like, I can't find you. Like, Could you get out of the line because there's other people that are trying to go? I'm like, oh wow, okay, well, almost famous. Wow. So it's that way with um, and a lot of other aspects as well. Like, I've got I've got some great investors, and they're like, look, you know, things are rolling, we're good, and they're like, okay, what we want to do is um. We want to bring in some other investors for the next big push because, you know, we want to do this and that and this and that. you got plan. Look, it's going to be great to actually bring in some heavy-duty guys. But the heavy-duty guys are like, you know, we don't really know who you are. Like, we see all of this stuff, but we don't really know what it means. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what do you mean you don't know what it means? Uh-huh. This product just exploded in a year. Like, and it's not like – this isn't like we use some, like – formula like, look, you give me $10 million, and I have this product everywhere, and she going to sell it. So it's like, no, people actually know this product and know who made it and love it, you know? Like, and they're using, it, they're using it all sorts of ways. they use it in stir-fries, marinades, in their cocktails, drinking it warm, grandma's drinking it for the arthritis in the back. Like, this is... <laughs> but it's almost the same as it is. Like, you know, I used to get really worked up and like, you know, I'm just not getting the recognition that, you know, Ginger needs to just be like vitamin water or Vita cocoa. And then one day I realized, like, no, that's not going to be the story of Ginger. Ginger is going to be the most amazing story that was ever told me. Like, it was like, it's going to be like the story of hip hop, you know, like these guys never saw it coming, but it was there the whole time. And then when it hits, it's kind of it's it's like there's a tidal wave that's just building, right. and it's a groundswell. It's, it's it actually feels good. It's kind of like um, Lauryn Hill had a line in one of these songs that she wrote. She's like, I just wanted to be a ghetto superstar. Like I didn't even want all this fame. And I'm like, it's coming. So I'm just like, you know, taking it day by day. It's all good, you know. Exactly. And it's and, and and it's so funny because these guys who are like the um, supposed to be like the super guru investors of beverage, they're like. You know, how on earth did you end up on the doctors? What did you do? I couldn't get a very nobody knows me. How do you end up on USA today? I'm like, I keep telling you, but you don't listen, like you keep this is a new world. This is a very new day. You know? Just just wait for what I do next. Just, just,
1: just wait. <laughs> you know, in talking about the doctors, you know what I love is that it seems like you're going out there and you're making your own opportunities. You're not waiting for someone to come to you. You're going out there and putting yourself out there.
2: Yeah, that's the difference between, um, to use an analogy, the difference between a good collegiate basketball player and a professional. You know, it's not, you know what? Hey, look, you could put five guys that studied really hard on a team together, and they probably will make it to the NCAA tournament, probably get pretty close, probably get to the Sweet 16. But if you're going to actually play on a professional level, then you need to be able to do that yourself. You can't say, okay, um, in this day and age, I need $50,000 for marketing. And I need another twenty five thousand dollars for PR. And I'm gonna need ten thousand dollars a month for my website and we're gonna need all this and all that and I need brokers, I'm gonna pay them twelve thousand dollars a month. No. No, 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 no. Because that is that that was yesterday's formula and eventually when you actually stop spending and it's like, okay, is this product actually gonna make it on its own? That's when that's when the curtain comes up and you're like, Oh, They were lacking, and that's there's there's I mean I see that now like I mean there's a lot of hype, but is this actually moving because you know you're moving the crowd and that's what that's what's going to count that that's what I think is going to count just what I'm seeing like once you get past like how much can we push behind this as far as um, capital and see if this is really something that's popular with people because like now we're getting into this whole I mean there's like it's so like the market's so flooded with products you can't really tell what's a success until it's a success. Like, because if you have somebody bankrolling um, an operation and say that they have enough to burn for two and a half years until they're done with two and a half years, you can't really tell if they're just throwing money at it. Are they just doing demos every weekend and making it sell? You know, like I think the best indicator is what happens if you don't do any demos in a store, how does it sell then? you know, <laughs> Like, right, right. Let me let me see what success looks like then. And it's kinda of fun um looking at what's going on in these markets that I mean we can't even afford to um to put people there, but not only is the product selling, but people from there are like emailing me like, I love this stuff. I just went on a lark and got it and I gotta tell everybody about it, and that's the one thing I love about it, and I think that's necessary with any product today because people are being conditioned to block out noise is that You've got to make something that is so provocative that people can't wait to tell their friends, can't wait to do the whole kindergarten show-and-tell and and be like, look at this cool thing that I've got, and because you're my friend, I get to share it with you because I am so cool, and you guys (laughs) need to get in on this cool day. It's like that. And, like, if you don't have that, then, you know, it's – I think it's just a waste of – I mean, I shouldn't say that, like – everyone should do it's in their heart but like if it's special then do it but if it's kind of like one of those me too i got this little wrinkle why don't we carbonate coconut water you know like uh you know you got something special inside just keep digging just keep digging you know it'll come and you'll know it when it
1: comes right right so let's talk about um you touched a little bit about it earlier you guys pretty much rebranded the entire product. So you changed the model. The label is different. I mean, now you can actually see the product. Yeah, that was awesome. uh, Yeah. Yeah, let me give you my technical term. It is sexy now. That's what I have to (laughs) say. I'm like, (laughs) i got to try some of that. Isn't that? Yeah, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. So um, when I first created the product, I was like, you know, I was like, I got the next Coca-Cola. And I was like, wait a minute. I didn't even have a product. I had something in a pot, you know. Like first, I got to put it into a bottle, and I was like, I don't even know what to call it. After I finished figuring out the name, and that it was just like that was a beautiful, beautiful process. It was, it was truly creative because it was like once you surrender to the process of creativity and stop trying to force it, that's when it happens, and it happens, it happens as easy and natural as you just being you. You know, there's no forcing it. To, it's not like let me study it. Let me put 10 hours of two and this and that. And I'm just going to like look up Indian names and Sanskrit and find out, you know, maybe some Swahili in there. So I'm like, no, just just go, just walk your path and you'll come to it. And that's how I came to the name. But then the logo itself, I found the ginger flower, you know, the flower. That was That's what it was. I was like, this flower is so beautiful. And I knew that it didn't mean anything to anybody else. You know, like it wasn't connected as intimately with the essence of the product, but I was like, this is my placeholder until I actually, you know, encounter the right person that is going to translate what I did and put into this bottle and put on the bottle. You know, like like I know what I look good in when I get dressed. Now, the little bit I know about fashion design – and tailoring stuff just makes me dangerous just enough to make me dangerous like i'll wreck a shirt if i ever had to make a shirt for now but i mean finding not just the master tailor but the master tailor that understands me and can work with me so that we can actually make something beautiful like that's what i was like you know what and you know people would always say like it, it doesn't look It doesn't." like, what's on the outside? And I'm like, I know, you know, like, I don't have any money though. Like I literally cashed out whatever I could save in two years as a patent attorney, which I mean, it's, it's like, you know, it, like it wasn't bad, but you figure the most you can save in your 401k is 14500 a year. And I did that for two years, maxed it out. And then they're going to take 30% when you um, cash out early. And I had some savings, like that's not a lot, but that's enough to get the bottles on the shelf and like if I'm standing there telling people you can actually make your core audience. But it wasn't until I got um my first investors that and I told him, I said, look, give me a little bit of money and I'll actually make this exactly what is the vision of my mind's eye. And right now it's it's kinda blurry, but I know what it needs to look like. And uh, you know, I had um I had a really good friend, he told me, he said, Look, don't be ashamed of um of what's in that bottle. Like what's in that bottle is special. And there's going to be some people that don't like spicy and some people who like want things all uniform, but the but people who, who are your audience and who are like you, they like to see that stuff settle to the bottom because that looks natural. That is natural. That's a good stuff. So it's good, you know? And I was like, all right. So we went with the clear bottle and then um, I was introduced to my graphic designer. She is so cool. She's from New York city and um, she's a burning man alumni and, moved to Mexico when she had twins because she was like, you know, I got to, <laughs> we need a more affordable standard of living, you know, and maybe a little bit more, um, less crazy, so um I was introduced to her from um, a guy that went to my college, I you know, I went to Swarthmore College, we got a very small school, it's like, the school's so small, you don't even need to join a fraternity, it's that small, <laughs> like each class is like 200 people, so um so she said, me and I just talked for about 45 minutes, and she's like, okay, look, um I'm going to send you like 10 very different designs. Okay. So what I want you to do is just pick out three and just pick out the, the parts of them that you like. And I was like, cool. I like this. And she sent me like 10 very different designs. And it was like, it wasn't like the other experiences I had with these other marketing firms that, you know, they want to just say, we're going to take care of this for you. It's kind of like, how are you going to name my child? You know, like, you don't even know me. You know, like, who are you? So she gave me enough, she, like, she gave me enough tools to work with so that I could actually figure out these are very different Now what really works and resonates with me. And I actually, I picked the font from one and then a little swirl from another and then changed the color of the font and, you know, had the swirl. I think the swirl was just like, um was like, I don't know, it might have been, like, light blue, and I was like, you know, but it's got to be red, you know, and then you know, on, a bell, on a black background, and we were like, that's the logo. And then we were like, cool, okay, so from the logo came the business cards, and then from, you know, the rest, of, from that logo came the label. And, you know, we tweaked the words a little bit just because understanding what, um, you know, consumers, how they perceive things on the front, what they need to see as far as, like, because what I saw... After two years of, like, you know, being in stores, I was like, look, here's what a label is. A label is supposed to stop and get your attention. And then it's supposed to have the information to sell the product. That's how Blueprint Cleanse, that's half of it. Like what what I just said, Blueprint Cleanse does half of it. They just tell you exactly what's in the drink, and that's what sells it, okay? But there's got to be something about this that stops and gets your attention and separates it from the rest of the store. You know, like, what is going... It's called, um, like, uh, I think his name is um, Seth Godin. He calls it the purple cow effect. Like, right. if you take your family on a vacation in France, the first cows you see in the countryside, you're so excited because you're not from France, and you don't see milk cows hanging out on the rolling hills, you know, in the beautiful lush green, you know, um, hills of France. You don't see that at home in, um, you know, New Jersey. But... After about 20 minutes, you're like, that's another cow. But if you saw a purple cow, you'd stop the car, you take a picture of the cow, you put your kids in front of the cow, take a picture with them, and then tell all your friends about it. And that's – everything about your product has got to be a purple cow, like the new Volkswagen bug when it was new, you know, to the point that the Volkswagen people were like, you got to be careful because those people are going to be looking at your car, and they might drive recklessly. So you got to be very careful driving this Volkswagen bug. So – That's what Ginger and Ginger was such a distinct product that it needed it like the only way it would work is if it actually had you know a very distinctive show-stopping appearance and I was like I mean it's not like I mean when I want like the more that I learned about myself the better the product. Um, demonstrated, or the, like, or, or the better the product presented, you know, like because me trying to be this Dalai Lama, I'm all good. That's not that's not me, you know. Like ginger is not all good. Ginger is not like, you know, you're not walking the path to, you know, to enlightenment like a Buddha drinking ginger. Ginger is like a modern, updated Western version of that, where it's all about reconciling. Everything in your life and making it work for you. It's about balance. You know, like it's kind of like If I'm too much Dalai Lama, nobody's inviting me to my own birthday party And if I'm too much the devil's son-in-law, I end up on locked up the next season But it's about you know integrating those two together so you can have a little bit of fun But you also are making good choices and having really good fun and not self-destructive fun so you know, you might have a cocktail, but I would recommend you mix ginger in it because it actually has some great stuff to keep you in order. And you don't have to have five cocktails. You can enjoy one with ginger, you know, or, and, you know, when you're getting done with your workout or before your workout, just, I mean, it fits in and integrates into a good, balanced life. And that's, so the more I understood of that, like, the clearer the message came through. And that's, I, you know, I think that's probably like the best advice that I could give to anybody is do the personal work to understand yourself and most of all the other things that you worry about with regard to starting your own business, they're going to solve themselves just because your passion is going to be very aligned with your intellectual capabilities and your and your fortitude and your stamina. And that's, that's important. You know, it can't, like the less disharmony you have internally, the better chance that you have of attracting the right people at the right time. To see this, I mean, to see some wonderful bloom, 'cause everybody loves that. Like, I mean, who doesn't want to see something beautiful come into this world? You know, like it's, 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 it's it, it, that's that's been one of the most amazing parts, and it's one that, I mean, I actually I feel honored to be a part of, and actually, um, the, I think the best thing that I love about this is um, when when I talk to people and they say something to the effect of I've been watching what you've been doing and it actually inspired me to do X, Y, and Z. And whatever it is, it's like, you know, nobody wants to be the first person to get out on the dance floor at the party, but everybody's so happy when somebody does. And now the party has started and everybody's having fun. And it's just like, you know, it's not that, it's, you know, it's it's like a little bit scary going out there and being the first one. But, you know, my peer group and my, um, my group is getting bigger and bigger and, I'm starting to appreciate exactly what what ginger means for people and, you know, what my purpose in this is. And it's, it's to be that, you know, that consistent, inspirational person. And I love it. And, I mean, I couldn't imagine doing anything else right now. Like, I'm, I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to do it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. So if you could give a tip to an entrepreneur that right now is kind of – Deciding, do they really want to do this? They're on a very tight budget. If you if you look back at the beginning steps that you took, is there anything that you wasted money and that you thought, you know, I really did need that right off the bat?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like a good piece of advice is um, early on. Um, anytime that you're about to spend some money on something, and you think that you have to have it. Take a step back and try again to do it yourself, because in those early days, nobody's expecting for you to have the whiz bang website. And I'll be honest, and I'll, just, I'll look. I'll be the one to say it. Nobody else is gonna say it. I'll say it. Nobody's coming to the website. It's so, look. We had 780 visitors to our website in like the eight months that it was up. The new website, 780. After the doctor, 6,000. So, unless there's a reason nobody's coming social media you taking a picture of you doing something awesome or something awesome happening that is involving you and the and the essence of the product that you have that is gonna garner a lot more attention on social media sites than you spending money on a website like you, know, you can get a very basic that's one of the big things that like um I was like yeah if if I had to do it again, I wouldn't have spent as much money as I did on the website and um. Be very, very careful with what you consider marketing because there, you know, there's, there are actually companies, production companies that will charge you 25000 to $50,000 to have celebrities host a show that they showcase your product on and they'll put it on like the public service channel and they'll say like, you know, now you're on TV, you've got media, you know, like. They're, I've been approached by, like, five of them so far. So, you know, like, the opportunity to be on TV or, like, some radio station will say, look, you can advertise with us. It's only going to be, like, $5,000. You know, no. early on, you know what marketing is? Marketing is either you or somebody else standing behind a table at a place where you, people can buy your product and you giving out samples and talking to people and sharing the journey and sharing the excitement. That's marketing. All this other stuff, you know who you're competing with? You're competing with the guys who make toothpaste and soap. <laughs> How are you going to win? How are you, like, like, nobody even pays attention to them. Like, <laughs> I, like I think that um, like there's um, there's a possibility of you making a viral commercial online, but you can't pay somebody twenty five thousand dollars to make a viral commercial. No. Like that sort of thing, when that happens, that happens and there's little money spent. That happens because somebody got excited about an idea and wasn't happy until it came out exactly as they wanted. And you can't pay people for that. So, yeah, you know what? I would say early on to any 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 entrepreneur, um, spend your money on making your product as good as it can be. Don't be afraid to get in front of people like store owners and tell them about your product because they want to hear. This is their job. The job of a person who owns a store or who is the buyer for a store is to listen to people who are selling new products. And they want to hear you. And, you know, like if it's in a social setting and you call every day, twice a day, that'd be considered kind of creepy. But in (laughs) business, it's considered a good business person. Mm -hmm. People respect that and they want that. Because that means that you care And it means that they don't have to And they're not They're not going to remember you If you call once a week and be polite Like, no, you know who calls once a week And is polite? Their boss And they have to remember that person But like, you know How do you separate yourself from all the noise? I mean, an easy way Until they know who you are Is to make the most noise And that's that's what you have to do I mean, and, and also um, One thing that I um that I think is very important for everybody is to um respect themselves and where they come from because you know people who know people and like your like your ne- like your network before you went into whatever business that you're about to go into is powerful if you actually respect it and you can actually meet people through your own network and get yourself to a place that it's not that's – the, that's the only way that it's going to work. Like you can't buy your way in with a consultant. You know, like, well, you know what? Some people can. Like if you come from Wall Street and you made a killing, like, yeah, you can. And I would say by doing that, you kind of short-circuit the process. And there's a couple of things along the way that you just don't get, which are unfortunate. Like um, everybody pays their dues. And when you don't pay your dues, you pay a, a steeper price, which is you're not really respected in the same way. Like uh, I was talking to um, like, uh, like a brand owner when I was at the um, at the winter show, and he was like, you know, it's not – this isn't the typical way that this happens, with what happened with Ginger. But, you know, it's pretty clear that you had to actually pay your dues. So it's, it's a very – there's no respect loss. It was just like, you know – it was just, it was like every now and then there's like a force of nature and the boldness of making something like ginger, like there's not, you know, it's not that often that something that bold actually gets, you know, pulled off the right way. It usually just comes out like, you know, it's too far left field, you know, it's like, whoa, that's over the top. Like, but when you nail it, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. But, uh, I had to you know, it, like I didn't pay the, you know, the super duper, um, brokers, that cover the whole country for $10,000 a month. I didn't do that. You know, like everything, all the press that we got and all the stores that are approaching us, they're approaching us because of the work and the foundational work to establish the brand. And that that's where you want to spend your money. Spend your money on figuring out who you are. You know, and don't settle for any single answer because everybody in this world is deeper than they think. You know, and until you actually have a good grounding about who you are, you're only going to be, like there's an authenticity that is still going to be sought by your consumer base. And until you actually get there, they're going to, they'll wait patiently, but eventually they'll be like, all right, well, what we were looking for was something a little bit more visceral, you know, like, can we feel this?
1: All right, Ruben, you have been wonderful. You've shared so much information with the listeners today. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Oh, my pleasure, Vivian.
1: Yeah, yeah. So can you tell our listeners how they can find ginger?
2: Oh, I'd love to. Um, you can find ginger on the World Wide Web at com. We're also on Facebook. J-I-N-J-A. Actually, I think it's Drink Ginger on Facebook. And Twitter is um, um, at um, Ginger Drink. And I think Instagram is Senor Ginger. (laughs) So those are all of our social networks. You can um, can purchase us on our website, um, on Amazon. We're constantly updating our store locator to keep it up to date. But I think we're moving about – Forty stores a week is what we're adding, and that's accelerating. So um, it's <laughs> like uh, I guess the East Coast will be taken care of by June, and then the West Coast has already started um, in LA, and we should be um, we should be well entrenched there by the end of the year. So um, just look out for Ginger; it's coming to a market near you.
1: All right, very good. Congratulations with all your success
2: oh thank you so much Vivian I appreciate yeah,
1: it yeah yeah I'll keep I'll we'll keep in touch and see how you're doing in the next couple of months
2: absolutely thank you thank you yeah, so much for um, for reaching out this has been a yeah. great this has been a lot of fun
1: yeah absolutely thank you so much you have a good night
2: all right you too Vivian bye all
1: right. bye-bye
0: all right my beautiful people that was my interview with Ruben Canada I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Girl on Purpose. Do not forget to stop by my website, VivianTenario.com in the show notes. You will find the links back to Ruben. There you will also find links to my Facebook page if you guys have not stopped by there. And my Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and all those social media platforms that I have accounts on. You guys can follow me there as well. I will see you guys back tomorrow.